to-do lists. Hello cubicle counters, open space scorekeepers, corner office organizers, home den designers, and coffee shop systematizers. My name is Brock Armstrong and I am not the workplace hero. There's a good reason that the website for this podcast is workplacehero.me and not .com. I want you to be reminded that this podcast is for and about you every time you visit. And, well, yeah, the .com domain was already taken. Before we get started, a little housekeeping. Did you know that there are near-verbatim transcripts of all the podcasts over at www.workplacehero.me? It's true. I know the majority of you are listening to this podcast while you're on a bus or in a car or at the gym or otherwise not near a pen and paper. So to take the onus off of you having to try to remember all the important parts, I'm making it easy. The only thing you need to remember from this episode is that it's www.workplacehero.me slash to do. Slick, eh? Okay, here we go. Between your job, your exercise program, your friends, your hobbies, and pretty much everything else you want to get done, achieving your goals and nailing your deadlines is often harder than it should be. Heck, for some people, just creating an efficient to-do list is a major achievement. And that is where today's podcast comes in. According to an article at Forbes.com, one tool that many entrepreneurs use to get organized and improve focus is the to-do list. And while that can be helpful, they estimate that about 85% of the population is using the to-do list in a completely ineffective manner. They're using their to-do list as a measure of self-worth, and this can be a mistake. They go on to say that many people incorrectly associate self-worth with checking things off their to-do list. They think, If I can complete a lot of things in one day, it must mean I've done a good job and therefore I'm a good person, right? Well, yeah, we all want validation. But here's the problem with this. It means that you're likely going to waste your time on low-impact, easy-to-complete tasks just to feel good about what you've accomplished. I even know some people who put tasks they've already completed onto their to-do list just so they can cross them off and feel good about it. How many of you have spent time on something that was easy and quick, but not very strategic? Was this because you were avoiding the harder, more impactful thing? We waste time on menial chores and tasks just to have a sense of accomplishment. Over time, this makes us much less effective at our jobs. And yeah, this is the part when I direct you back to the podcast episode I did about doing the hard stuff first. Just go to www.workplacehero.me slash hard stuff to listen to that episode. Another mistake that the article at Forbes.com points out is that we have a tendency to create a very long to-do list that we can never actually complete in a single day. And then we feel bad about never getting everything off of our to-do list. If you do this, you're setting yourself up to fail. Forbes refers to this as using the to-do list as a form of torture. So, it's clear that we need to avoid setting our to-do lists up in either a way to measure our productivity or a way to beat ourselves up. So, 
how do we do that? Before I get to the suggestions of the experts, I'm going to tell you my recipe for success. The first thing is that I use the Notes app that comes pre-installed on all my Apple devices. The reason I choose to use this app is because it's simple, clean, and most importantly, it syncs across all my devices. Yeah, I'm one of those guys who has an iPhone, iPad, iMac, and MacBook Pro, but hey, what can I say? I work in digital media, okay? The reason syncing across all my devices is important is twofold. I find my stress level is much lower if I can add an item to my to-do list at the very moment I think of it, even if it's the middle of the night, maybe even especially if it's the middle of the night. And I also like to be able to knock things off the list as soon as I complete it, and then check and see what's coming up next. This is all a peace of mind kind of thing for me. Some research suggests that writing information by hand helps us remember it better, but if you're like me, you last picked up a pen in any serious fashion in 1995. So don't worry, there are tons of apps and gadgets out there for you to explore. Next, a key ingredient to my to-do list is that it's always more than one list. And by that I mean that I have a list for today, tomorrow, and the next day, and so on and so on. It's not just one never-ending single list of crap that needs to get done. It's a strategic day-by-day -day list of what needs to get done, when it needs to get done, on the day that suits it best. That doesn't mean that items don't get moved around, but I try to make each day achievable. Now, because I mostly work for myself right now, I even take it a step further and have certain days for certain tasks, like Monday morning is for my coaching business, Tuesday afternoons are for video editing, Wednesdays are coding and writing days, Thursdays are catch-up or catch-all days, and Fridays are podcast days. And yes, the weekends do get included on my to-do list, but generally they only have items like go to the gym, or beer with Ken, or occasionally finish the frickin' project! I'm not a slave to that outline, but I find it helps to have a general idea of what the priority is for each day. The next ingredient in my to-do list recipe is that I add pretty much everything I need or want to do on that day. It isn't just a dreaded list of jobs that I need to get done, but it's also a joyful list of fun things that I'm going to do and some tasks that I'm somewhat ambivalent about. For example, my to-do list for today. Respond to email and social media. Go to the gym, 10 a.m. Do homework. I'm brushing up on my French. Download new client video files. Coaching call with Megan at 2 p.m. Write the outline of to-do list episode of Workplace Hero. Watch the Habs vs. Canucks game. No food after 7pm. By including things like watching a hockey game or reminding myself that I want to do a short fast by not eating between dinner tonight and lunch tomorrow, I have my tasks, my work, my play, and my goals all in one easy-to-find spot. I won't go too deep into this because it deserves its own episode, but by including daily goals on my to-do list, I find that my ability to achieve them skyrockets. When I see go to the gym or no food after dinner every time I look at my to-do list, it simply increases my resolve to make that happen. 
Just make sure that you word it in a positive way. As they say over at reachout.com, quote, it might not seem like much, but self-talk is a really important part of our self-esteem and confidence. By working on getting more positive self-talk, you're more likely to get things done and feel more in control of stuff that's going on in your life." End quote. The next ingredient in my to-do list recipe is to assign an order to that list. Start the list with at least two items that absolutely must get done today, so you don't end up reorganizing your spice rack instead of finishing a project that's due tomorrow. Even if the rest of the list gets shifted to other days, the do-or-die tasks don't get missed. Now, many of my tasks are things that I do out of habit at particular times of the day, like answering email with my first cup of coffee, <laughs> which can lead to some seriously hilarious typos. So many of these things are easy to assign an order to. Other things like meetings or specific gym times get a time of day listed next to them. I've experimented with assigning a time of day to all of the items and, well, that just made me mad. I like the flow of being able to reorder on the fly depending on my mood, how much time I have left in the day, or which item I just plain feel like attacking at any given point. You can experiment with this one on your own. A CEO friend of mine has his day broken down into 15-minute chunks with a task assigned to each chunk. To me, that sounds like hell, but he says that it keeps him sane. Each to his own, eh? The next ingredient in my to-do list is that I have at least a week's worth of to-do days on the go at any given time. This means that I can add items ad hoc to not only today or tomorrow, but even into next week. When I get an email confirming a meeting on Tuesday, I add it to that day immediately. Done. No need to think about that again. Until Tuesday. If I wake up in the middle of the night thinking, I need to book a dentist appointment for next week, or I want to try that new pokey place down the street. I don't have to add either of those things to a day that's already overwhelmed. I can choose a day with less on it or a day that makes the most sense. The final ingredient is that I also keep a to-done list. <laughs> yep, a to-done list. All that means is that when all the items are checked off my to-do list for the day, I cut and paste that day into a document called, you guessed it, to-done. I started doing this when I was working remotely for a coffee company. Because there were employees all over North America, we had weekly check-ins with our managers, and I would often find myself stumbling at the question, So, what have you been working on? <laughs> Nothing more alarming than getting asked that question and only being able to reply, um, stuff? But having the to-done list meant I could confidently say, well, on Monday, I competently customized competitive schemas, Tuesday, I progressively architected emerging visualizations, and Wednesday, I credibly re-intermediated our emerging web readiness. Shall I continue? Even though I don't work for that company anymore, and I'm rarely surprised with that question, I still keep a to-done list, yeah, mostly for my own edification. But it does also come in handy when it's invoice time, and I have that terrible feeling that I may be forgetting to invoice for a task, which is not cool. So, that is my recipe. You can take it or leave it. I only outlined it as an example, not as a master list to rule all lists. Like everything else in life, you need to experiment and find what works best for you. 
Before I get to your homework, here are the five suggestions that Forbes.com offered to optimize your to-do lists. You'll notice immediately that a few of these suggestions are directly opposed to my methods, which I think really hammers home the point that you need to find what's right for you. Number one, keep it simple. Your to-do list should have no more than three things on it for any given day. Number two, write your to-do list the night before. This helps you start your day with clarity. Number three, tackle the first item on your list first thing in the morning when you are fresh. Number four, if you have a hard time limiting your to-do list to a maximum of three items or your mind keeps wandering off thinking of other things you need to do, you take five minutes, no more, and write down every single thing that you can think of that you need to do in the next week. This can be personal or professional. You just write it all down and get it out of your head. Then you put that list away. They say this is not your to-do list. This is just a data dump and what they call a psychic release. Number five. Sometimes a small to-do becomes a huge energy suck because we've put it off for so long that it truly bothers us, like a stain on your carpet or cleaning off your desk at work or doing the ROI analysis or buying that late wedding present for a friend. In this case, it is one of the three most important things that you need to get done that day because releasing all that anxiety that you have built up will allow you to move forward more than anything else will. Now, one item that I saw again and again in my research was the idea that goals such as work on research paper can be too vague and intimidating. One way to reduce the fear factor and make goals seem more manageable is to break projects into smaller tasks. Instead of work on research paper, try something more specific, such as write the first half of chapter three on Monday and write the second half of chapter three on Tuesday. Personally, I do this with the scripts for this podcast. I never aim to finish it in one sitting. Today is the outline and tomorrow is the meat. I sometimes even add a third day on for polishing it up. And occasionally, I get into the groove and I can check off a to-do item a couple of days early. And that frickin' rules. Okay, now your homework. If you don't have a to-do list, it's time to make one. Again, don't aim to create the perfect list on your first try, but you do need to start somewhere. You can follow my guide or follow another one that you find online, but just get it rocking. If you do already have a to-do list going, this is the perfect time to make some adjustments to it. You might want to try adding a duration to your to-do items, which is something that I tried but kind of hated. Or try adding in more light things like lunch with mum. Or try adding items that you would like to start doing but can't quite pull the trigger on. You know, like leg day at the gym or turning off all your electronics at 8 p.m. One last thing. Don't forget to add make to-do list to your to-do list. I know that seems silly, but I've been bitten by that one more than once. And man, it is very off-putting for a guy like me to suddenly not know what he's supposed to be doing next Wednesday. I break into a cold sweat just thinking about it. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, with editing help from Eleanor Cohen. Podcast logo by Ken Cunningham and music by my old band, The Irregular Heartbeats. 
Today's heroic idea came from the Forbes article, Five Best To-Do List Tips by Vanessa Loader, with some extra oomph from the Greatest.com's article, How To Actually Get Shit Done With A To-Do List by Shanna Leibovitz. Show notes and the transcription of this podcast can be found at www.workplacehero.me slash to-do. Now, you know what to do. Go make this week count.